Welcome to the DB&J Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Turbuckle Jim, and uh, with me is Jess Bryan. Uh, very, very fast count today. It's been a very quick day so far. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, uh, the D in the DB&J is apparently uh, taking a bit of a hiatus in parts unknown. Uh, so we, we wish him the best um, in front of his face. Behind his back, we'll probably say a bit more stuff. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a not nice person right now. No, he's oh, okay, forgive me, but I, I'm, I just put the Cardinals game on, and I just, I've seen the first Grand Slam of all the entire season. I'm really happy now. Let's get into the show. Oh Let's just do the show. All right, so we're just going to do uh, WWE Payback 2014, uh, Monday Night Raw from June 2nd, 2014, uh, and our top five list of the worst gimmicks of all time. It's like such an easy list. It's like shooting fish in a barrel. It's like yeah. you do not want to have in the list. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I tried to avoid as much wrestle crap as possible, but some some things you just can't get away you from. You know, if it's that bad, it's been in wrestle crap. Uh, we refer to wrestlecrap.com, one of the best wrestling websites of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where I, I actually like. I got the wrestle crap book and then the the book of list that they have. Like, it's really good. I like it. I wish I had the other one though. One where they talked about how, how WCW was killed. That was great. That was phenomenal. Like if you love wrestling, just buy that book. It is phenomenal. They did an excellent, well-researched book. And it's not just like that time period, like but the rise and fall of WCW. They they chart WCW pretty much from the beginning and like everything they've done to WWF and it's crazy. So how much of that do they just bash Hulk Hogan? Because um, that. He's very, he's very underrated. He's sure. very underrated. Yeah, it's, it's just pick up the book, check it out. I actually got the the tenth anniversary uh, book uh, coming my way because I lost my original copy, and it's it's phenomenal. I'll I'll read it again and again and again. I'll have to get that for sure. Anyway, speaking of Russell Crap, let's start with uh, Payback 2014. Brian, did you watch the pregame show? Uh, I wish I didn't, but yeah, I did. Yeah, El Torito defeated Hornswoggle in a. Mask versus hair match. Uh, yeah, we'll skip that. Yeah, you know, the only problem I really have there is that you know, it's the second month in a row that they let off with this, and you know, considering you go through the pay-per-view, they sh- there's no Usos versus a Harper Rowan match they could have put been put right there. And I'm sorry, but forgive the crudeness, but there, it looks like there's like a freaking you know baby dick on El Torito's butt. It looks bad. They need to get rid of the whole gimmick altogether. It's uh, yeah, though the whole gimmick sucks. Uh, we'll we'll get to that in a few moments actually. But I think about the gimmick. Um, but yeah, it was just uh, hornswoggle. Uh, anyway, opening up the card, we have Sheamus defeating Cesaro versus a, in a small package. What I thought was a pretty decent opener. Yeah, I agree. Um, I just the only really issue I had was I. I mean, is this is this good for Cesaro to, to lose like that? Or uh, I mean, please go ahead, sir. Well, I, I honestly don't think it took away from Cesaro and definitely gave uh, Sheamus made Sheamus look a lot better. So it, it doesn't hurt him at all. But does it do Sheamus any good to have the U.S. belt? Because I mean, a heavyweight champ, main event guy with a mid card title. You know, this is really the way they should have uh, built him up at the beginning by giving the mid card title. Um, Forgive me if I'm wrong about this because I don't think I've watched it when Sheamus came in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but having in the mid card title because there's no world title anymore or WWE title this is combined uh, title. This is a big strap. Uh, this definitely helps out the belts if anything. Yeah, I mean, 
he came when he came in like he was in ECW for a cup of coffee and then went straight to feuding with John Cena and then won the title like right away. Yeah, so uh, just they push him too fast too soon. This is a great way to build him up. So yeah, no arguments there. Good match, uh, I mean, I the thing with Cesaro like he like the thing where he does the like the he's the uppercut's his big thing now, but like the way that they're trying to like incorporate different ways that he can get it, I, I think it's really good because. You know, Sheamus, Sheamus delivers whether you like him as a face or a heel, but just the way, like, Cesaro does those uppercuts in any different way he can do it, like, he's really good. Yeah, he's, he's surprisingly pretty uh, uh, pretty good with power moves, too. He does, like, all these awesome, like, moves you wouldn't expect a guy of his size to do. Uh, he's very wiry. Um, and, uh, his, yeah, just his match work has just been phenomenal. I've, like, honestly, uh, I don't think I've ever seen a bad uh, Cesaro match, to tell you the truth. Is there any anything to it where uh, you know Cesaro and Sheamus and nobody's American for the U.S. title? <laughs> uh, Paul Heyman's American. Yeah, and his client Thanks. Brock Lesnar is not there tonight. So we're moving on. Uh, right Axel defeated Goldust and Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes at the end of the match uh, stated that Goldust deserved a better partner and kind of walked off. I guess I don't know. It's kind of stupid. Uh, this match was okay, but nothing great. Brian, what you think? Is it something that really should have been on a pay-per-view? Yeah. I, yeah, it's a good point. I I just don't know, man. It just seems like something that would be on a Raw or SmackDown. But I mean, if you're gonna put it on a pay-per-view, you split them up like in the, the I guess the normal way, you know, like like he just doesn't take Goldust tag and just walks off on him or something. Yeah. But the way they did that makes it look like Cody Rhodes is the one with the problem. I'm. It's just I don't know. I don't think they're handling it right. No, they're trying to do something different in terms of a tag team breakup. So. Yeah, it, it's been kind of awkward, if you ask me. The whole thing just, just feels kind of weird. And yeah, putting this on pay-per-view uh, just doesn't make sense. Was there any build-up at all to this match? Uh, maybe like a half-a-minute thing that they showed on the the WWE app or something, yeah, I guess. No, I don't have time for that. <laughs> yeah, no. no. Nobody does. All right, next up we actually do have a hyped-up match with Rusev defeating Big E... I swear, I think Rusev got the achievement of beating every black guy in WWE award. Um, uh, what do you think about this, Brian? You know, I, I honestly thought being buddies with John Cena would do more for you than losing your belt and then jobbing out the next month. In surprisingly quick fashion, I thought it would last longer than that. Yeah, this match was like less than four minutes long. Um, Biggie had like one really awesome move. And when he did that, I thought this move would be like the match would be great because he did this the spear through the ropes. I thought that was freaking awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was great. That was awesome. And then like this the end of the match, like uh, Rusev had that one kick, and then he put on the uh, uh, camel clutch essentially to um, or accolade, whatever we want to call it now, uh, to Big E, and, and Big E tapped. Was, Come on. Oh man, you know, I just wish they had like a different type of name for it, because Camel Clutch, like Iron Sheik, Sergeant Slaughter, I don't really associate Russian with a Camel Clutch, but, but I mean, the thing is, like, he might be boring as heck, but Lana gets a lot of attention. Lana, yeah, Lana's really, because she's better than just building up Rusev, like, I think Rusev really needs to have a match where he works more than three minutes, um, and they actually, like, do, like, a, a, that's what I was hoping for in this match. Biggie and Rusev just slug each other out until Rusev finally just, like, hits, like, one really awesome move and beats Big E. I'm happy with that. The way this match went, I'm not. It's just boring. Um, how quickly he's beating guys, and it just, it's just, 
apparently they want to build them up like Umanga, and I don't think that went that well. No. Uh, yeah, it, it would have made sense if Umaga actually won something more than the Intercontinental title, which yeah. if Rusev gets more than that, God bless him. Yeah, good grief. All right, so next up we have Bo Dallas versus Coffee Kingston. Uh, but this didn't really match. Kane came in and then just chokes in Kofi, and then that was it. The hell? Well, I mean, it, it made sense. Like, I mean, cause I, I watched the... I did watch the pre-show stuff, and they said, like, uh, apparently Kofi put out some kind of tweet, just bad-mouthing Stephanie, and then, oh, look, there's Kane. So it's, it's no surprise, really, but I don't know about you. I don't know what your thoughts are on this, but Bo Dallas just annoys the crap out of me. That's the whole point, and I think people are not buying that. They're actually kind of, uh, like, kind of buying it up to some degree. So, uh, yeah, Bo is, is kind of annoying, but it's just, like, that's the that's the response they wants to get, and uh, I don't think it's working that well. I think the fans are actually kind of liking him. Well, it'd be better if like they backed it up in the ring. I don't, it's just like I mean, if they had spaced it out with him and Adam Adam Rose coming at the same time, yeah. it just feels like you should have spaced it out a little better instead of digesting both at the same time. Yeah, give these guys room to breathe because they're being really shoved down our faces right now um, after months of video packages. So it's been. Yeah, I, I don't think WrestleMania, like, right after WrestleMania is a good time to debut guys. Um, I think, like, the June debut last year of Wyatt was huge because they had all the video packages. When he came out finally, it was just amazing. Ah, uh, with these guys, like, people don't know how to react, so... Um, I don't know. Moving on, we had Bad News Barrett defeating Rob Van Dam, uh, keeping his Intercontinental ch- uh, Championship. And what I thought was a decent match, but nothing, like, memorable. Memorable, memorable. I don't care, remember. It, the the memorable was very memorable. Yeah, I mean to tell you the truth, I like I know you said something about RVD, like how he's just you know he ages really well in the ring. Yeah, he's like uh, forty two right now. I want to say that's that's really good. I I didn't even know he was that old. To be honest, yeah. but he's well, he's been around forever, man. I mean, he was like wrestling in like ninety six on ECW. Um, and that was like a good 18 years ago, so go figure. You know he was in WCW before that. That was a crazy part. I missed that part. Yeah, I forget. I don't know he had much of a memorable angle, but I know, um, like, I, I just the commercial for his DVD, they showed, like, some WCW clips, and I was like, really now? But I mean, as far as the match goes, I mean, it, it, no one was going to see RPD. He wasn't going to win. No. It was all about Bad News, who was crazy over once again with the fans. Yeah, Bad News is just like a heel, but people will cheer for him because he's hilarious. So, yeah, um, I'm hoping that the Bad News Barrett gimmick uh, and championship reign last a while. So, very, very happy with that, but the match itself was like, yeah, not, nothing great. Did you watch the Hall of Fame? Uh, the Hall of Fame? No, I didn't. You should, because when Bad News comes out there and delivers his little Bad News thing, like, everybody starts laughing their heads off. Like, everybody in the crowd, like, they can't get enough of it. Yeah, I, I love it's, that. It's fantastic. It yeah. is really great. I, the my favorite Bad News Barrett one was when he knocked over the toys that uh, Cody Rhodes was playing with. And he's just, he just comes up to, to Cody and says, I got some bad news for you, and just kicks him over. It's, it's awesome. Uh, anyway, next up we have... I thought was the match of the year candidate with John Cena defeating Bray Wyatt in a last man standing match. Uh, Jim, John, uh, John Cena also had Jimmy and Jay Uso. Uh, Bray Wyatt had the Wyatt family with Luke Harper and Eric Rowan. I know you're the biggest John Cena fan in the world, so what do you think, Brian? <laughs> wow, five stars. Um, no, 
I'm just disappointed because you could have mapped out how this rivalry was going to go from the second they got together. Like you just because I mean yeah, it, it's done it's done wonders for Bray and the match itself was it had, it had its spots, especially at the end and then when they went through the barrier. Um, I just, I just don't know. I'm just it's just. It was a good match. I just said, tired of seeing Cena always being the one that gets over. Like, why does he have to be the last one standing? Like, if you hear the crowd, I don't really think they care that he's fighting for himself. Like, everybody likes what Bray's doing. Yeah. Why not just embrace it and just become the heel that he's supposed to be already? Did you see the sign yesterday where somebody had up said, uh, hustle, loyalty, respect, turn heel? That is exactly what needs to happen. Like, because... Everything you ever see or hear is like, you know, characters need to adapt, characters need to change, and it's just like, I get it, he wins. Like, but the match itself was, was pretty good. I wouldn't put it above the Wyatt against the Shield or even or even the Wyatt against Daniel Bryan at the Rumble, yeah. but it's good. Yeah, I definitely got to say, like, my, my match of the year so far have been uh, Shield, uh, Wyatt Family, uh, Wyatt and Daniel Bryan and this uh, so far um, funny how like all those matches have Bray Wyatt in it um, because my goodness like honestly everything he's been in except when he debuted with um, with Kane that was kind of crappy uh, has been freaking gold I mean it just anybody he's been feuding with it's been fantastic he's got this great gimmick uh, he looks freaking impressive in the ring too I mean he, he looks deadly um, and man the psychology of him is just great I mean honestly he He's one of those talents you can see, like, just going to the moon. I, I would be very, very surprised if he wasn't going for the belt in WrestleMania next year. Well, that's the thing. Like, I mean, if he's coming back and he's done with Cena, I don't know where he can really go besides, I don't know, putting in money in the bank, probably. Yeah, we'll have to see. Um, John Cena is pretty much the biggest guy he could... Uh, feud with, uh, as opposed to, like, say, Daniel Bryan, who it makes, it makes sense that he would be fighting, feuding with Daniel Bryan, but, you know, between the injury and they had the whole Kane thing going on, I don't know. Uh, we'll have to see, but I think Bray Wyatt definitely has earned his spot in the WWE, and he's not going anywhere for a while. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the guy, I would have never thought he'd be this good. Like, the way he wrestles, you think he would be hurt by now, but... <laughs> It's, it's he's he's running away and just keep going with it. Just keep on going. Uh, so next up we have Paige defeating uh, Alicia Fox via submission in uh, was kind of a crappy match. So we love you, Paige, but we're moving on. Yeah, the whole Alicia Fox thing just drives me nuts. Like I don't understand like her super crazy chick gimmick. At least they're giving her something, I yeah, guess. Yeah, at least they're making her own a paycheck, I guess. All right. Um, between all this, uh, there was a segment we need to probably address, which was uh, Stephanie McMahon threatened to fire Nikki Bella or Brie Bella. I can't remember which one is married uh, to Daniel Bryan. I think Brie? Brie. Brie Bella. Okay, yes, yeah, so married to yeah. Brie Bella. Um, and threatening to, of course, fire her if Daniel Bryan doesn't give up the belt. So uh, Brie Bella quits. She slaps Stephanie. Stephanie McMahon runs away. It was okay segment, I thought. I mean, it's good to see Daniel Bryan on TV, but damn it, get healthy so you can wrestle and give us a good show. Yeah, it. Like, I don't, I don't know if the fans are actually paying attention to this whole thing, but I mean, it's not really doing him any favors because, I mean, if they're gonna bring him back soon, just let it be known instead of just hanging him out there as a guy that 
is just holding onto the belt because he's afraid to lose it, yeah. or you know, like. Well, I, I think that what would happen, I think that that I'm afraid of really is that Daniel Bryan uh, gives up the belt uh, to give it to somebody else. I mean, I don't know who they would give it to at this point. It could be pretty much anybody. Uh, Daniel Bryan comes back, and it's the same freaking storyline again. He's, you know, the fans love him, but they're not going to give him a, the title shot, or they give him the title shot too soon. I think he's keeping the belt on him as long as possible until he actually, like, you know, say I can't compete uh, in a regular uh, regular system until I'm well, then, you know, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean the fact that, I mean, I guess I could bring it up on the Raw thing, but if it's it's been over 30 days, and... And I mean, and we'll talk about the end of the pay-per-view, but it, the fact that he wasn't defending or somebody wasn't defending the belt kind of hurt the pay-per-view overall. Um, I wouldn't. Yeah, I think that there, the fact that there's no main event with the belt in it or any championship title defense uh, for the belt was kind of bad. But I think the main event definitely was was put in the right spot. The main event, of course, was the Shield. Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, and Roman Reigns defeated Evolution, Triple H, Randy Orton, and Batista in a no-holds-barred six-man elimination tag team match. Um, honestly, every match yeah. that Shield's been on in pay-per-view with three-man. Uh, this match, last uh, month's match with, uh, or the last pay-per-view's match with uh, Evolution, uh, them versus... Um, the, uh, the Wyatts. Actually, the only one that's been kind of bad was them versus Kane and the New Age Outlaws. That was crap. Yeah. Um, but this match, I thought, really delivered in terms of everything it, it should have been. Yeah. I, I, I'm just a little disappointed that it was just a, in a clean sweep with, like, all three Shield members pinning at least one Evolution guy. I, I don't know. It just seemed... Like, at least one of them could have lost? I mean, would it have hurt Ambrose? Would it have hurt Rollins to lose? No, I don't I don't think it would have hurt them, but, man, it, it really puts them over as a group. Um, defeating Evolution, I mean, granted, these guys are well past... Well, this may be Randy Orton. These guys are past their prime. But uh, I, I think it definitely, like, it's a good way to bring in... To, to push these guys up, because, honestly, I could see these any of these guys main eventing. That's the thing, like... Why, for as long as they are trying to push Orton, and then Batista comes back, and you have tri- three main event guys forever, and then you just turn them into jobbers for guys that who haven't really done that much yet? I, I just at least can we give Orton or Batista a bone? Somebody. <laughs> Batista, I don't think the only thing the only thing he's ever won was a Royal Rumble, and he beat um, Alberto Del Rio. That was it in terms of his wins on day review. It's been just terrible. Did you see his hashtag Blue Tista? That was fantastic. That was great. The fact that they actually acknowledged that on TV, I thought that was hilarious. Um, because the, the fans, you know, we, we're more clever than we they give us credit for. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Stuck. He was smurfing it up pretty he bad. Was smurfing it up, freaking Blue Tista. Um, but overall, I would. There is about three, four good matches on this pay per view. Um, but there, there was two really damn good matches, so I'm going to give this one a B plus. Yeah, I mean, like, I agree with what you said. I mean, even if Daniel Bryan was able to compete, it wouldn't have been the main event. But I, I still, too many matches that were just raw type matches, and I, I honestly got think that it should have just been like a C plus at the best or B minus at the very best. It's not. It it honestly wasn't. It's definitely for me the worst pay per view of the year so far. Mm, yeah, I think that's probably deserved. I think that this not having the 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 championship on the uh, the line really really hurt it. So 
Yeah, I mean, and if honestly, just the shield sweeping like that was kind of an anticlimactic sort of way to end the show. For me, like, you know, make it make it seem like Evolution had a chance in the match. Sort of like maybe like Roman Reigns like is like the last guy and he has to take down like Orton and Triple H by himself that kind of thing. I don't know. When, I think at the end of the match when uh, uh, Roman Reigns was like you know bring the hell down, they were just smacking him with kendo sticks. I mean, I thought the match was over there. I think they were just gonna get beat down, but the, the Shields came back out of nowhere and just won the match. So I like the I like well, I, I, I'm very comfortable with the ending. I mean, it didn't it shouldn't have surprised anybody, I guess, for the fact that it, if they were trying to eliminate somebody, they would have done it well before them, but they just drew it out and just kept it going, and then it was like, oh, it's a sweep, got it. Anyway. But overall, not the best, but it could have yeah, been better. I mean, it wasn't a horrible pay-per-view. I, I liked a lot of the matches they had, or a couple of the matches they had, so I thought it was pretty good. Anyway, so moving on, we have Monday Night Raw from 2000 and uh, June 2nd, 2014. Um... Well, we'll just go through the segments, and we're going to skip a few of these things because it's just, just not even worth talking about, um, which is kind of the sad state of Raw right now. <laughs> Opening segment, yeah. Batista quits on the ev- on Evolution. To the surprise of nobody, I mean. Haven't they been rumoring that for a while because he's going to go promote Guardians of the Galaxy? Hopefully he'll have more wins in that movie than he did in uh, his comeback here. Yeah, I mean, if he has more lines than wins, that that's that's the over under. Um, but I mean, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, Triple H is just trying to keep, you know, he won't accept like no for an answer from the against the Shield. But he's just like, yeah, uh, you promised me all this stuff. I didn't get it. Uh, I quit. Yeah, it definitely shows. So, uh, well, I mean, it'll come back later on. But you know, Triple H is one mean, stubborn son of a bitch. So. Well, I mean, do, do you think that it did anything to help Batista get over with the way he quit? If he comes back, maybe. Um, um, but I don't think that he would do, could do anything at this point to get over. <laughs> Tell you the truth, this has been pretty rough. Well, I mean, if he comes out and costs Evolution a match, yeah, then maybe. Yeah, I can see that, like a quick cameo appearance. Um, next yeah. up, we have Bad News Barrett and Cesaro versus Rob Van Dam and Sheamus tag team action from the matches last night. Brian, I didn't watch this match, so what did you think? Honestly, I mean, he, he kind of yeah, knew where it was going, and it was actually really it's actually really good, because you know where like somebody like holds RVD's leg and he does that yeah. spin kick, but instead of that happening, uh, like he brought, Ryback turns around and gets a bro kick to the face. Or is it Ryback? No, no, no Barrett. Sorry, Barrett got a... Ugh. Got a uh, got the bro kick to the face. Like, I mean, surprisingly, it was a good match, and you know, RVD needed the win. I just feel bad because Bear's been getting beat up a lot. I don't know how good he's been looking lately. Anyway, next up we had Damian Sandow segment. Skip it because he's. Oh, that was uh, come on. That was hey, as, as a Pacers fan, I I, I actually thought it was hilarious to be honest okay. with you. You know, the sad part is, like, Big Show comes out and knocks him out, right? But Big Show is actually a Miami Heat fan, which makes it even more worse for me. He's like, he admitted, he's like, yeah, I'm a Heat fan, but look, I'm going to go out and let the Pacers fans cheer for me. Like, uh, He was from uh, Miami? I don't know if he is, but he is a Heat fan. No, I think Big Show is actually from, I would say, somewhere in the Midwest, um, because he actually played basketball somewhere uh, before he... Yeah, Wichita Wichita State. State, That makes sense, so... Just a big dude. Yeah, I mean, I know it's like a forgettable, like, hey, let's get some deep heat from the crowd, but, I mean, it was actually pretty entertaining for what it was. And and he got knocked out, so you can't 
fans went home happy. That's good. Uh, next up, Bo Dallas versus Kofi Kingston. Um, also, I yeah, I was really busy this part, and I didn't go back to watch it. What do you think, Brian? That, again, another reference to the Miami Heat again. Uh, they they they're really just trying to like needle the the Indiana crowd there. Um, and speaking of that, just to backtrack, what did you think of uh, Heyman Heyman's comments when the crowd was chanting CM Punk? You know what I'm talking about, like, the beginning of Payback? I know we're going back, but... Yeah, um, talking about addressing that, uh, Heyman's probably the best guy to uh, to deal with that, because the crowd pretty much shut up for the most part, except for, like, maybe, like, one or two moments to the CM Punk chant. And and then when she, uh, when the, the chant happened during the Daniel Bryan thing, I thought Stephanie just shut it down by saying that he quit. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, that was, um, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting sick of the CM Punk chance. Honestly, everybody get over it. It's been, what, five months at this point? Uh, just about. And um, he's not coming back. We'll just deal with it. But you don't have this chance, you know, every single time you get bored or you want to see him come back. I mean, come on. Yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree. And I got off to a point I forgot where we started. Uh I apologize. Yeah, way to, way to sidetrack me there, buddy. Yeah, sorry, where were we at? I, I, um, speaking yeah. of Stephanie McMahon, uh, next segment was Stephanie McMahon addresses the world title situation. John Cena comes out, they exchange barbs, and that's, yeah, and then it uh, goes into a segue between a Kane-Cena match. Uh, you know, this segment, uh, I thought, like, Cena looked good because he can actually, like, take a cow that's hostile to him and actually take their hostility and move it towards, you know, the bigger antagonist to him, which is, of course, in this case, Stephanie McMahon. Mm-hmm. So, he's, like, this is a, a okay kind of segment, but it's like, where are you going with this? Just bring Brian out again? Yeah, I mean, to tell you the truth, like, I actually thought it was pretty good for the fact that he did make the comments to her when she was talking about the surgeries, about her surgeries. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. And then, I mean, but she did bring up a good point, and it, it's kind of, it's kind of like you get you get one or two things. I mean, they said that what if Dana Bryan returns, he gets a stretcher match with Kane. Like, oh, thanks for you know giving the fans something to look forward to, and then or put the title on the line in Money in the Bank, which sounds a hell of a lot more entertaining to me. It, it really does. I mean, I would love to see, and uh, you know, you put everybody in there. I mean, everybody, uh, and it'll be just give them a good <laughs> like forty-five minutes. To do a match, you put why you put Cena, you put uh, oh hell, all the three members of the Shield, uh, or well, yes, all, all, all three members currently, all three current members of the Shield. Um, you put you do like an eight-man match, and you just have just, just make it like everybody gets a spot, and I think it'll be fantastic. Um, but you know, some part of me says you know what, it's good seeing Daniel Bryan stay in there too, so. Yeah, I, I mean, is, is it is it really that important to hold him and to hold on the belt just to wrestle Lesnar at SummerSlam? Supposedly, maybe we don't know, but well, I don't know. But I, yeah, I just the segment brought out like those two options, and I mean, it, it was good overall. I liked yeah, it. I mean, I think overall we're going to get a good show from from whoever wrestles for the belt. But just just I mean, as long as we're guaranteed that the belt will be on the line next pay per view, that's all I'm care about. Yeah. All right, next up. Uh, so it was Kane versus uh, Cena. Uh, Cena wins via DQ because the ref thought that Kane was too rough on him or something? I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, crappy segment. 
Yeah, very much. I actually skipped that segment. Uh, I switched over to ESPN, so I missed it entirely. Yeah, he didn't miss much. Uh, pretty much John Cena. John Cena did, like, one cool thing. He threw the steps at uh, Kane, um, which, like, knocked over Kane for, like, a good minute or so, which is kind of cool. Didn't he do that to Bray Wyatt? And, uh, that was one of the best moments, too, when he did that to Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have more Los Matadores versus Heath Slater and Drew McIntyre. You know, we're not going to bother with that crap anymore. I, I thought you were going to give your opinion on the gimmick. Uh, I think we already, well, we'll get to that. Fair enough. Okay, it's fair coming. enough. Oh, whoa, that's a, that's a juicy little spoiler. Um, I just, just real quick, I feel so bad for these guys, like, Again, we say it over and over again, but if all three and B is for, or three and a third, if you count Hornswoggle, right? Just uh, as jobbers, like just, and they're jobbing the people who are jobbers. It doesn't make any sense. I'm very confused here. Um, um, you, you stop. I'm, you got me here. Yeah. Yeah. Did you lose? Did I? Did I uh, lose you for a second? No, I put myself on mute unintentionally. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry, but yeah, like I don't understand why a jobber. One job to another jobber, because like, most about the doors. What are they doing? Are they tag team champs? Are they going anywhere? No. Nope. Not anywhere. Uh, speaking of not going anywhere, Nikki Bella versus Asanka. Uh, Asanka? Asanka? Uh, uh, Exana. 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 I don't know why it's hard to pronounce her name for some reason. Exana versus uh, and uh, Alicia Fox. Yeah, it was kind of crappy. Yeah, like I said, the right. They kept the right Bella at least. Yeah. Um, I, I'm a fan of that outfit. She looked fantastic, but um, she took the beat down her sister was supposed to get because it ended up being like a two-on-one, yeah, two-on-one beat down. And yeah, I don't know where the Divas division is currently. Besides Paige, to be honest, it's, it's stuck in limbo somewhere. It's it's somewhere, somewhere, somewhere. horrible, horrible place. We'll never go. Uh, next up, Adam Rose versus Jack Swagger, and imagine that that felt really short. I thought um, Rose won via pinfall. Um, and, you know, I think Rose, you know, he's got some good moves, and um, hopefully give him a longer match, and he'll get uh, get over in the ring. Yeah. Okay, is he the one that tries to hug his opponent afterwards? Is that Bo Dallas? I think that's Bo Dallas. Um, I don't know. You got you got a problem here when the the dude's entrance is longer than the match. This, this is borderline Ultimate Warrior here. Yeah, like his gimmick's fun, and um, I like the fact that the, the, the crowd likes singing his music. But, yeah, in terms of any legs this gimmick has, it's probably not got too many. Well, I mean, eventually he's I mean, he's going to have to do something, but, I mean, uh, I, I just feel bad for Jack Swagger, that's all. Yeah. Yeah, Swagger is, man, that guy really, I mean, he's got a great manager, but in terms of, like, where he's going as a wrestler, it's not been bumping in places. Yeah, I don't know if he's still in the doghouse from that arrest last year, but my goodness. Uh, so next up we have, I think, what's pretty much the best part of the night. The Usos versus Harper and Rowan. Uh, and one hell of a match. These guys look great. Um, it was for non-title, but the, uh, the, the Wyatts won, uh, via pinfall. And, uh, man, it's, uh, it was one heck of a, a show. Yeah, and if this doesn't set up a tag team title match, I'm gonna be very upset with that. Yeah, I don't see why they wouldn't do that. I mean, even, I, even like the beginning when Harper, like, did all the talking that you know, White usually does. I mean, he was fantastic. Yeah, no, that was really surprising. And then, and then was Ro- no, like the one with the mask. I keep mix- mixing the names up, but yeah, like he he did his whole follow the buzzers thing. Like he actually got a line in there. Yeah. Like it was really good. Yeah, give these guys some screen time to make them just you know simple henchmen for uh, 
uh, for Wyatt. So give him give him some time to shine. I wish I could have seen their their NXT gimmicks because I just they came on the scene as like his henchmen and they've I mean they're developing as wrestlers right before everybody's eyes and now they're seeing it. I think they were henchmen for him in NXT too, weren't they? I I don't know. I thought he uh, he was just I don't know what if Bray Wyatt was in NXT as Bray Wyatt because he was. He was Husky Harris in the original NXT, but yeah, actually in NXT he was uh, he did that's where he debuted the Bray Wyatt gimmick, and I actually went back and watched some of the uh, the Bray Wyatt stuff he did, and it's just like, I mean they were just developing that gimmick in in uh, NXT, uh, and they were the Rowan and Harper uh, were his henchmen in that too, so. Well, hey, you know. Which is, you know, one thing I do like about the Matt Ryan for a second, NXT has been phenomenal in terms of a development system because we get to see these guys, like, on, you know, regular on a regular basis and then see them on the main roster, too. So we actually get to familiarize ourselves with these guys and know what they're about and know their styles of wrestling. So I like it. Yeah, I mean, the original... Premise I thought was terrible, where they had the the, the, the WWE Pro with the NXT rookie. Yeah, and, I mean they had like the, what the Miz was the uh, the the mentor yeah, Daniel for, Bryan. for Daniel Bryan. I mean, come on, Daniel Bryan is so much better than Miz has ever been. Yeah, but see, the worst part was like Daniel Bryan was actually trained by William Regal, but Regal was the the, the like the star for. Uh, Skip Sheffield or Ryback, so I mean, it just seemed all out of whack. But I'm glad that they've made so much of a focus on it now, and that it's and that they're you know, they're they're not stupid. They're looking to the future. Yeah, that's really what the the best wrestling companies you know will do is think of the new guys as opposed to stay on. I mean, they'll they'll keep the old stuff as long as it works, but they're, they're always working on new guys. And that's one good thing I like about the WWE is they're constantly throwing out new stuff out there. You know, I, I keep thinking about the other company, but like, if WCW had turned like WCW Saturday Night into WCW Power Plant, you, you, I mean, I don't know. Um, it it, it might have worked. You know, it might have worked. It would have gotten some guys over. But the thing is, there was a huge glass ceiling of talent at the very top that was aging on a regular basis, too. So unless, like, the older guys, like, would step aside and let the newer guys, like, you know, get their spots, then it, it just wouldn't have happened. Yeah, I got you. Okay. Yeah, you're right. But, yeah, I mean, just to get back to Usos, like, they delivered, and, like, I'm, I think they might have got lost in the shuffle with everything that's been going on. Tag teams haven't been in focus, but these guys, all of them delivered. It was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have another good match. It was kind of sh- cut short, I thought. Delph Ziggler lost to Alberto Del Rio. Uh, for a spot in the uh, upcoming ladder in the ladder in the bank, money in the bank ladder in the match. <sighs> yeah, um, Dolph Del Rio. I'm I'm, I'm just kidding. Uh, honestly, guy, like he came out of he came back out of nowhere. Alberto Del Rio, just like, hey, look at me. Uh, did you forget about me? Hey, I, I want a match. I'm in the pay per view. Like, like I, I hope this does something for him instead of just being lost in the shuffle. And hey, we need a we need a guy to fill up this match. Yeah. Like, but. I feel bad because I think Ziggler should get a shot too. To be honest, so yeah, I mean, Ziggler is—I I think he's great. I always liked Ziggler. Well, let me say I always liked Ziggler, but he's definitely growing on me. So I, you know, it's really frustrating. The fans are training for Ziggler, but he's just not getting his spot. Yeah, and you know, okay, look at that for a second. If this is a small second, so you look at like Daniel Bryan holding onto a title because of a neck injury, mm-hmm. but Dolph Ziggler had a concussion right after getting the world title, and they stripped him of the belt, and then Del Rio got it back. So, I mean, it, it's, it, if anybody thinks it's anything besides them 
if there was anybody else in the company right now that they wanted to have the WWE title, they would have stripped Daniel Bryan already. Yeah. That's just my thought on it. Yeah. Uh, next up we have, man, it's actually a lot of wrestling towards the end of the show. Sin Cara uh, and Goldust versus Reb Axel. Uh, and, of course, Sin Cara and Goldust lose to Reb Axel via pinfall. Um, I thought it was okay, match. I forgot Sin Cara was employed, to be honest. <laughs> well, to be honest with you, it's not the original Sin Cara, it's another guy under the mask, so... Yeah, it's like Hunico or something, I guess. Yeah, I can't remember who. But... Uh, yeah, I mean, I, it, if, if this leads to any of them besides Goldust going away, I don't understand why they're doing it. Yeah, I don't know, I don't understand this whole thing either. Maybe you have a Goldust with different partners every, uh, every five minutes or something like that is what they're going for. Um, but otherwise, it's it's just kind of kind of crappy. They should just give Cody a singles push, and then that's it. Yeah. And that's just my thought on it. Yeah, that would be nice. Uh, next up, we have the Russian Hero Awards ceremony. Oh, my God. Uh, Lana looks great. This is the stupidest thing ever. This is uh, I kind of expected somebody to show up, ruin it for him, and then you know we have our next Rusev you know, murdering. But, no, it was just... It just went down like it was supposed to go down. That's not wrestling to me. It was so late in the show that you're just like, man, this is taken away from the main event. What are you guys doing? However, any chance that you get to see like Lana do that, she does that little twirl where she makes you look at her butt and she knows you're looking at her butt. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. But, but Rusev is just horrible, and I hope that that award that he got out of a 25-cent vending machine or little gumball machine is worth it. Because it's boring the crap out of people. Yeah. But who really could have come out there to interfere? Like, Hogan's too old. The Lex Express is out of gas, right? There's nobody that, that was coming out there except maybe Cena. Mark Henry? I mean, that's one black guy he hasn't beaten yet. Yeah, true. But he would have just been jobbed right then and there again. Yeah. Uh, Brock Lesnar? Unless they had the return of the nation with all the guys that he's, he's been beating up, and they just or the new nation of domination that would be hilarious. Just beat up like one Russian guy. Oh yeah, like Wolverines, you know. Uh, so we have our quote unquote main event: Roman Reigns versus Randy Orton. Uh, a match which never happened because surprise, surprise, Rollins turns on the Shield. Uh, freaking Pearl harbors them with a uh, steel chair uh, and apparently joins Evolution. Holy crap! What do you think, Brian? It's about time. I, you know, I, I, I would, you know, if you like made a bet, like who was going to be the one to the turn, I would have never thought it would have been Reigns. I mean, I thought it would have been Reigns. I didn't think it was going to be Rollins, but it makes sense. You know, he's apparently the architect of the Shield, so he made them. He can destroy them. And it does nothing, but th- this is the mega push for Roman Reigns, like, starts now. Yeah. Just from the way that he was beat up like that and how Rollins is, like, going to be over as a heel now. Roman Reigns is super over as a face, and it, it he's going to the moon. Well, really, at this point, the only people that the Shield have left to conquer are themselves, really. And um, so we keep uh, Ambrose and Reigns together. Um, I, I guess they're going to be a tag team or bringing somebody new to join the Shield. We'll have to see. Uh, I really wish the next uh, Monday Night Raw they come out or uh, Evolution comes out. Reigns looks completely different. Give that guy a haircut. Give him a change of clothing and just, uh, just, just totally, you know. Get rid of any kind of looking like the, any kind of look he had with the shield because they looked all the same. It would just be really goofy. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, do you want him coming out looking like Austin or Mick Foley when they had to put on the suits? And no, but give him something that that he's comfortable with looking like, not like a suit, um, but something a bit more formal. Um, but yeah, don't don't make him look like you know a freaking stooge. Like, I don't know, man. It, on one hand, I'm kind of sad that the Shield is that's, that's pretty much that could be it for for a while with them. But then again, they pretty much done everything that you can do as a team in WWE these days, except for like winning the t- the uh, uh, main title. So I mean, just breaking them up, and that's going to cause it's it's good for for storyline wise. Good, it could be great matches. Um, I'm looking forward to see what they're going to do with this. Yeah, like I, I had that thought where you could have put all three in in a ring together, and like all three members of the Shield, and then have like the winner get a title match. But honestly, it it wouldn't upset me if they said today Jan- Daniel Bryan was stripped of the title, and the winner of Rollins and Reigns is going to win the belt. I honestly would not be upset with that one bit. Like those guys deserve that kind of push. They really do. I mean, these guys have been pushed to the moon, and it's about time to uh, make some money off of that push. So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, did it surprise you that it was... Okay, here's how I knew that was going to happen. I mean, I don't know how some people were shocked, but... So Triple H comes out with a sledgehammer, right? Mm -hmm. But Rollins is the only one that goes to get a a, a chair, so he's the only one with a weapon in the ring. And then, oh, look, Roman Reigns walks to the the ropes first. Whack! (laughs) I mean, it wrote itself, but, I mean, it was still a little surprising. Yeah, it shocked me a little bit. Um, Didn't exactly expect that kind of thing to happen. But then again, like, Raw has been so predictable in the past few months that it's good to see something that's, like, completely out of the blue. Yeah, and the shield wasn't going anywhere higher than this. No, I mean, yeah, you can keep them around, I guess, and have like you know somebody have go with it for the belt. But I mean, really, this is probably the best thing to be done for them. Yeah, but I mean, do you? So, what do you think? Are they going to be in Money in the Bank, or are they going to have their own match? Um, that's a good question. I think they would probably have their own match. I mean, they're they're going to do something, but because uh, maybe World Title Push is probably too early for any of them. But I I can see it down the line really easily. See, I'd hope they would just maybe like you, you said, you plant the seeds and then you you like have the blow off at SummerSlam or something like that. Yeah, we'll we'll have to see. It's gonna be a fun summer. I gotta give you, I gotta admit that though. Yeah. Well, overall, I think the Raw was a lot of crap to it, so I gotta go with like a C minus. I think overall, there's like one or two good spots, but not enough to to give me a good Raw. Yeah, honestly, I. <sighs> Because I think I agree with you. I just feel like they could have had Bray Wyatt come out there. I mean, his injuries weren't that severe because Cena took a beating too, didn't he? Uh, oh yeah. Oh my goodness, he was. He got the copy album. So. So why not have Bray Wyatt come out there and say Get something the guy about Wyatt night off? Come on, man. So he's gonna come out on SmackDown to make your. Oh, by the way, watch SmackDown so you can see what he has to say, people. Yeah. Why not? Uh, yeah, I give it like a C, C minus C plus. I don't, I, there's nothing better than that. Yeah, no, nothing that great. Oh, so, real quick, do you get tired of hearing Stephanie say B plus and you know it's best for business? Because you can make that a drinking game if you felt like it. You could, but repetition doesn't hurt, uh, especially in the wrestling business. So it's like, oh wait, we forgot. You know, he's a B plus player. He's a oh. B plus kind of guy. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, C plus. All right, well we know how you stand. Yes. Okay, so our final uh, part of a podcast, our top five worst gimmicks of all time. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I got inspiration from this because, honestly, when 
when I first got the network, the first thing I, I went back to was like an old Halloween habit from like '95. And like you go to the ending and you see this giant, this giant guy like the Yeti. I'm like, I wanted to find a way to incorporate him into some kind of list because of how ridiculously stupid that character was. And this is it. So, yeah, spoiler, he's on my list, but he is not number five. Number five, though, has got to be, for me, um, it's going to be like fake Undertaker slash fake Kane. Ooh. Because, you know, they, they built up in 94 the whole, you know, Undertaker's coming back as DiBiase's Undertaker. But, you know, once you saw him in the ring and the real guy came back, there's like a seven-inch difference in height. Like, like the, they don't even look anywhere close to the same. And, like, right after that, like, the other Undertaker, you never saw him again. So what do you do a couple years later? You know, Kane has a See No Evil movie come out. So you have Kane fight against himself, another Kane. Same reaction. No one cared. It was god-awful, and they scrapped it quickly. I'm just surprised they... They, they went back to the well on something that was just that bad. Yeah, well, good point. All right, so um, so that is your, what, number, not number not, five? That is correct. So, okay. Uh, yeah, line number five is actually something very recent. Uh, I kind of thought about all the gimmicks that um, WWE has right now. I'm not going to think about TNA because, I mean, there's a lot of crap there. Um, but Los Matadores, uh, just... Don't like the gimmick at all. We've already seen the Matador and it didn't work, and this is just—I don't know—with the whole bull thing, it's just a lame gimmick. Uh, you know, you can't really get these guys over. Um, and of course, it's just usual. But it's not the most racist gimmick they've ever done. But oh, not even close. It's a very stereotypical gimmick. I mean, I think Mexico's is probably the most racist gimmick they've ever done. But yeah, it's pretty much the worst thing going today. Yeah, uh, I, I, the first thing popped in my head, I was like, you know, three guys on one deers coming out to the lawnmower music. <laughs> like, and those guys were so good, but, yeah, yeah it, you, you feel bad because, you know, it's like Primo and Epico aren't that bad. They're they're actually really good yeah, in the ring. Yeah, they're great wrestlers. I think they're just got a really crappy gimmick, so. Yeah, and, but their previous one wasn't that bad. I, I honestly feel like... You know, they're, they're, they're getting the, the crap that Carlito would have gotten if he was still around, you know? Mm, good point. Uh, so what was your number four? Oh, okay. Easily the uh, the Spirit Squad. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, so I, I watched some of their older stuff, and my God, it's poor, poor Dolph Ziggler right there, first off. But, you know, he had, he had a couple dudes and there was some talent, but just male cheerleaders... Push to the moon, not push to the moon, but like they had the tag team titles. I mean, they were beating sixty-one days. They were beating guys like Big Show, Kane. I mean, and and you had these guys, legitimately like the guys who were like were used as jobbers for the DX reunion for the third or fourth time. Like it was just ridiculous. Like Shawn Michaels in a five-on-one match, and he eliminates all five members of the Spear Squad. Like just and the fact that all the thing they were used for after that was like. To help make, help the McMahons in their DX fight, like, I like they were annoying. It was just a waste of time. And get, the only thing, the only positive that came out of it was Dolph Ziggler and the fact that the uh, the guy who never wrestled Mitch dated Tori Wilson. So good for him. Good, that's awesome for him. Actually, that's better than I could do. Um, well, um, also uh, Dolph Ziggler trivia: What uh, other gimmick did, was he a part of? What bad gimmick was he part of? 
Oh, this song with Vicky Guerrero? I mean. Um, it's with a Guerrero, I'll give you that. Hmm. No, he wasn't he wasn't part of the Crow and White thing, was he? He was Crow and White's caddy. No. Yeah. Wow. Today. Yeah, isn't that pretty pretty messed up? Oh, there goes my number three. Yeah. Oh, man, <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. Please, your number four? My number four, uh, around the same era, just couldn't stand this gimmick. Uh, go out to the ring, eating worms, hit himself with a clock, and call himself the Boogeyman. Oh, my God. Yeah, honestly, it's just... <sighs> It's just one of the supernatural gimmicks that just never got off the ground for me. I mean, I think it was around for a, over a year at least. Um, but just a terrible gimmick. I mean, uh, really, I didn't under, I, I just don't get it. <laughs> and I was in my 20s at the time, so I kind of got everything in professional wrestling at that point. So it was just, it's just a disaster. It just looked embarrassing. And, I, I, you know, when the people have bad gimmicks, I don't feel sorry for the people with the bad gimmicks. But I feel sorry for the people that they beat because you lost to a guy with a horrible gimmick. So what does it say about you? Yeah, uh, tell you the truth, um, I don't always remember, but Jillian Hall, the really annoying blonde singer slash, you know, sometimes wrestler, but had that weird thing on her face and the boogeyman just like they chews it off and swallows it. Or uh, I mean, the fact that like like JBL. Booker T and like countless other guys had the job to this horrible wrestler. Yeah, just bothered me. And he was old. He was in his forties when he when he started the gimmicks. I mean, where were they going with that? To, just to push him on ECW for sci-fi because he's the boogeyman. I mean, yeah, I think he's doing pretty uh, sci-fi and ECW. Yeah, so I mean, just don't. It just didn't make any sense. It's like, I'm the boogeyman. I'm coming to get you. Yeah. So 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 bad. But uh, I guess for number three, and I know we just touched on it a second ago, but Kerwin White. <laughs> Holy stereo. That's just like, that's just so bad. It's like, okay, so I'm going to denounce my Latino heritage and become a, uh, you know, middle-aged kind of middle-aged white guy who likes to golf and wear the, the sweaters around his neck and have the golf clubs with him in the ring. Like, it was such a bad gimmick. Like, I remember... John Cena talking smack and I was like Kerwin White and then just shaking his head everyone knows it was a bad gimmick and you don't want to say this because but without Eddie Guerrero dying who knows how far this gimmick would have been pushed but they were like wait a minute Eddie died and we're pushing Chavo as like a middle aged white guy no uh uh that's gotta go yeah so without Eddie Guerrero we would have had a long stint of Kerwin White mmm scary uh, my number three was actually uh, the same as your number four. I had the Spirit Squad. Um, and I think my biggest problem with them is because it's a, such a bad gimmick that stayed for so long. And, like, these guys, like, weren't, just, were just embarrassing, really. They, it wasn't like they were bad wrestlers. Well, some of them were kind of. But um, it, it's just a, a gimmick that should not have gotten as far as it did. And they, they pushed them to, to places where they should not have been. It's just, yeah, I think it's a, just a uh, part of wrestling I'd like to forget, except for, like, Shawn Michaels super kicking all of them. Yeah, but like, it's just, man, like, the fact that, like, they brought back Saturday Night's main event, and your main event is DX versus five Spirit Squad guys, I mean, I... Yeah. Yeah. Like this. No, not, not at all. Um, I guess, like, so my number two, and I know I've beaten this guy up many times, but, 
No, it's actually not. But the white rapper thing killed me as well. Um, I'm actually, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go curveball here. I'm gonna go Terry Bollea. Terry Bollea. Now that the reason I explain that is because back during the whole Millionaires Club versus the New Blood thing, you know. They, they brought out Hogan with his F-U-N-B shirt on with Horace, and he's like, oh, I'm going to skip being Hogan. I'm Terry Bollea now. And he goes out and has god-awful matches with Billy Kidman. And it's just like, it's kind of like, you know it's Hogan. Yes, that's his real name. But I did not care for that whatsoever. And then to top that, what does he do? Oh, yeah, Mr. America. I mean, that, uh those are some rough times right there, but for me, with Hogan, I, I was like, you know, as underrated as uh, Cheershot thinks that he is, he has some rough patches that I would just like to forget. Yeah, yeah, there's been some, some serious hiccups in the career of uh, Hulk Hogan, and, uh, man, oh. he had some good days. Yeah, pretty much the entire 80s were good for him. Yeah. Um, but after that, he had the NWO, and that was about it for his good stuff. Well, anyway, moving on. Speaking of WCW, um, I had, you know, all these gimmicks, too. Um, I knew they were bad from the start. I knew they were just, just terrible decisions. Uh, my number two was actually a um, kind of a tie-in product, actually, kind of a, kind of cross-merchandising. It was the Kiss Demon. Oh, man. Like, that was, like, oh, such a hard choice. Man. Yeah. You know, the, the whole gimmick was that uh, Kiss played a show on, on Nitro. Yeah, because we really want to watch music when we're uh, uh, watching wrestling. Hence, you, Vince McMahon, never play live music unless it's for somebody's entrance. Um, so, yeah, so he came out, and uh, he, he was dressed as you know, Gene Simmons' Kiss Demon thing, or whatever that was. And he was just so... Forced down our face, like like kisses usually. You know, at some point, I liked Kiss. I, I think they're okay, but man, you didn't even see a wrestler like that. I mean, the, the whole thing was just stupid. Unfortunately, he went away after a couple pay-per-view special main events. Um, I'm quoting, but you can't see him quoting the, in the air. So yes, yes, yeah, it was. Uh, it was just promised the uh, the beginning of the end right there. <laughs> now, do you know? And, and, I, and I read it somewhere, but I don't remember how much they paid Gene Simmons for the rights to use the Kiss Demon. Ooh, it's probably at least in the six figures, if not at over a million. Yeah, it's it's like seven or eight. It's also like seven or uh, eight figures, I want to say. Jeez. Yeah, it's pretty. It was pretty expensive for something else that awful. Yeah. And it, the only the only thing that they did for them was embarrass them because they had like a cross promotion thing again because the guy was in the guy was a Kiss Demon was like. I don't know his first name. His last name is Torborg. I think it was Dale Torborg, yeah. Yeah, like, his dad was, like, Jack McKeon. Like, he's, like, the manager of the Florida Marlins at the time. So, like, they would show pictures of, like, of him in the Kiss Demon outfit hanging out with his dad at the ballpark. I'm like, this is just... I'm going to pass, thanks. Yeah, there was some really goofy stuff. I mean, I could have gone with, like, RoboCop or something, like, Staving Sting. I mean, there's so many bad WCW ones. Like, you know, you could have gone with, like, the Z-Man, the Ding Dong, Shockmaster. Oh, uh, the entire Dungeon of Doom. Um, well, we're, we're gonna we're gonna cover. Well, I'm gonna cover an era of WCW. My number one. Uh, but what do you have for your number one worst gimmick of all time? 
It's the Yeti. Of course. <laughs> of course the Yeti. My God. Like, so, like, okay, so you look at how it happened in 95. If you haven't seen that match, just go all the way to the last, like, six or seven minutes. Like, Luger's in there, Sullivan's in there. The, like, the face of the fear of Dungeons and Doom was, like, just beating down the rebel Hulk Hogan because he's wearing all black. So, the, like, so you got the giant. He's got him in, like, a, a bear hug or something like that. So the Yeti comes in. And does this whole that kind of thing. So what does he do? Instead of like beating somebody up, he just like grabs around, you know, giant, and they pretty much do an Eiffel Tower on Hulk Hogan. Now it's disgusting, but if you see it, you you like it's like because like once he starts once he puts his arms around giant, he starts. It looks like he's humping Hulk Hogan's butt. It's gross. It's it's terrible. And that was his thing. Like he just came in there and did a really bad bear hug. And then, but it gets even better. You go to the next month, uh, World War Three. They made up such a big deal about the Yeti being in like ring number three, and he's like the first guy eliminated. I remember that. And they don't even show him being eliminated. It's like, whoa, shit, the Yeti's gone. What? Like it's just it was gone that fast. Now, quick little nugget here. His real name was Ron Ron Reese. And he was supposed to... Uh, he actually wasn't supposed to get that gimmick at all. He was actually supposed to go to Giant Gonzalez. You know, but they kind of passed on that one as well. Um, and then he ended up becoming Reese in Raven's Flock. Hmm. Like, you remember, like, the big, goofy guy that, yeah. like, Kitman used to ride to the ring on? I love Raven's Flock. I thought those guys were cool. Yeah, so the Yeti turned into Reese uh, in Raven's Flock. Yeah, well, at least he uh, kept his job. Yeah, that's important. Yeah, no, no problems there. But yeah, anything that's, you know, supposed to be something completely different is just some guy wrapped around in like, you know, trying to get mummified and has a god awful humping of Hogan's butt. It's just too much, <laughs> too, too much. much. That's just done deal. I'm sorry. Okay, well, I pretty much had, um, well, my number one. I know this is probably a cop out, but I did anything in WCW past '99. Um, it was just full of horrible bad gimmicks. Um, highlights include uh, after Vince Russo came over, his buddy Ed Ferrara did. Remember Oklahoma, the bad uh, JR impression? Vampiro! Vampiro! Yeah. Um, freaking the prince formerly known as, or the, uh, the wrestler. The artist. Former, the artist yeah, formerly known as yeah. Prince Iakea. Um, and, oh, um, MIA Misfits in Action with uh, Hugh Erection. Yeah, and GI Bro. GI Bro. Um, yeah, just pretty much any single thing they did during that era was just so horrible. Oh, I mean, what about Miss Hancock as Stace Keebler? Uh, you know, I think that started in 98. Did it? I'm pretty okay. sure it did. To, to be fair, during the time that you're describing, they had the whole uh, abortion angle. I think that was she was supposed to have like David Flair's kid, and, that, and then like apparently she didn't want to have it anymore. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, there was a couple of highlights. I mean, there was Vampiro. There was like a crowbar. Uh, there was um, what's his face? Canyon got kind of a push there, being um, DDP's friend. Did, uh, did you like the wall or or uh, Berlin, also known as Alex Wright? Uh, no, I didn't like that. I uh, didn't like um, Mike Awesome as being the '70s guy or fat guy, a fat chick thriller. Hey, um, man, they, they I don't know. I I I'm, I think I stopped watching at that point because it was it was just so 
horrible, and they just didn't just forgot how to how to make wrestling at that point. It's just so bad. How about WCW? Period. I mean, you're giving a pass to like you know Glacier <laughs> or uh, the Guardian Angel, the Big Boss Man, or the Butcher, the Zodiac Man. All or, the take the Arachnid Man, the Ding Dongs, which JBL mentioned last night. It was one of uh, Bill Hurd's character. Uh, uh, Jim Hurd. Uh, Bill Watts, Jim Hurd, Bill, Bill Watts, Watts, Bill Watts, yeah. yeah, when he was broken WCW. I mean, there was, there was, WCW has been a collection of suck, um, and I was actually kind of surprised it's made it through the years. Um, but it had some really good stuff to it too. You can't discount it. Like they had the NWO, uh, had the Four Horsemen. Um, there was a, lots of good guys they picked up from uh, from ECW, um, especially '95, '96, '97, where it's just a Fantastic group of, uh, of cruiserweights there. So, yeah, there was a lot of crap, but there was some good stuff too. So, you know, it's, it's professional wrestling. You got to take it in stride. Yeah, well, I mean, the, th- the thing that we're. I know you said the Mexicals, but c- we cannot forget when they had uh, Harlem Heat coming out in uh, chains and slave garb. Yeah, that was like the one time they did that, though, and that was not even broadcast. And yeah, it's just. Yeah, there was some bad, bad stuff that they did. Yeah, but I mean, like, WCW in general was just, had oh, so much, uh, yeah, you're right, it's just atrocious yeah, gimmicks. It was really just full of just bad stuff, and, yeah, it's one thing about w, uh, WWE is that we kind of forget, like, some of the good gimmicks they've they've done, and they've, you know, been successful over the years, and it just mm. kind of shows that, you know, having, like, good creative control definitely shows how successful you are. They had some stinkers, too. I mean, you can't forget, like, Duke the Dumpster Drozzy or... Uh, like what? Phineas I and Henry O. Yeah. Like, um, also Max Moon. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, no. Uh, Simon Dean. Do it Dean Simon? No, Simon Dean. Simon Dean. Uh, the fitness guru guy. Yeah. Um. They. I mean, let's see. Like they had a like Mantar, like Bastion Booger. That was pretty oh, bad. Yeah. Uh, okay. How about that? You know, uh, that guy, that's honorable mention right there. You got a guy who. Like who had wrestled Triple H and Kurt Angle at, at big time pay per views. You know, what? for for when he was, yeah, I actually saw the Eugene versus Kurt Angle match. We freaking booed the crap out of him, poor guy. Um, yeah, that was. What the heck are you doing over there? Me? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I, I didn't know I was making any noise. I was trying to move my cord around from my laptop. So. It sounds like you're just like flowing your your laptop across the room. Is actually kind of funny. I, I would have made sense from earlier. You know, we can almost do like a part two to this list. I mean, because there, I mean, really is uh, no ending of how many bad gimmicks there have been over the years. But so for for next week, you know, if it's just going to be you and me, or if we find another person to to add to the the DB and J, because we'll we'll add another initial there because the B and J podcast is probably not going to get the crowd we wanted to. We were looking for. It will increase our numbers. It will get our numbers huge, but um, they'll be really let down like as soon as the whole thing starts. So. Hey, I don't care if they listen past the first 30 seconds. It's all about those initial hits. Yeah, we got to get the initial hits over. got to get 500 views so I can do my uh, one-man show of uh, WrestleMania 11. Um, anyways. Oh, to, to be fair, okay, if you get to that, instead of that, I'd like to offer a uh, Commissioner Travis suggestion, and that's WCW Uncensored from 96. The one where it was like Hogan and Savage taking on the entire Dungeon of Doom and Lex Luger and Flair. It's like two on nine instead of a steel cage. You know, if we're all doing it, we should we should do that uh, some weekend and just uh, have it on there just in case. Um, Skype the entire thing, and if we survive, we we'll survive. Um, so yeah, okay. So 500 hits, we'll we'll do uh, uncensored. I think it's uncensored. Uncensored 95. 
Uh, or it might have been '96, but we'll yeah, was, check yeah, that. Yeah, it was, I think '95. No, '95. I don't know why I know this. Like Hogan was fighting Vader, but '96 it was the giant, and it was the cl- giant cluster screw. We didn't have that. You had a freaking Zeus in it too. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, anyway, so next week, uh, top five list, top five best gimmicks of all time. Ooh. Mm. Oh, when did you want to do the uh, the John Cena the debate for all you fellow you listeners out there? Uh, we can probably do that debate uh, around the same time. So next week? Yeah, next week. Sure, why not? Yeah. What the heck? All right. Well, for for our mains right now, the DB and J Wrestling Podcast. I'm Turnbuckle Jim. Fast count, Brian. Have a great night. Have a great night, everybody. <laughs>